This is Chris Charles of Vital Features, and my guest this evening is actress, fitness model, and star of the upcoming film, Checkpoint, Krista Grotti. How are you tonight, Krista? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, you recently did an interview with our mutual friend, Donnelly Heising, and I'll try to cover uh, ground that you didn't cover with Donna, but there are some things I'd like to delve into a little bit more here. Uh, originally, you're from Minnesota, but you now live in Florida. But you also travel a lot due to your jobs. Is that true? That's true, yes. Okay. Now, I say jobs because your day job is as a project manager for an aviation technology company who are based in Florida, but that enables you to travel around the country quite a bit. Yeah, it's a really cool job because uh, we do um, custom, we develop custom software for airports, and we work with 150 airports around the country, and uh, we do both land side and curbside, so it's, it's really cool stuff. Now, is it difficult for you to work your acting and modeling gigs into that? No, actually it's more convenient because now I can easily take on projects that requires me to travel, whereas before when I had a 9-to-5 job in one location, I really couldn't. And the beauty of this is I kind of make my own schedule, so I'm able to combine, integrate uh, what I'm doing with, with my acting or modeling with um, my aviation meetings. So if I have something, a gig in Hollywood or L.A. or whatever, then I can set up a meeting while I'm out there. Oh, cool. So you coordinate the two? Yes. Okay, well, that's great. How often are you in the L.A. area? Uh, lately, I've been there quite a bit. Probably every other month I'm out there. Uh, I'd like to touch on your modeling first. Uh, you've been in some uh, fitness and figure competitions. I won't say bodybuilding because the female bodybuilders these days have that real She-Hulk look, which yes. you don't. But uh, how many fitness competitions have you been in? Well, I've just done two, um, but my first one um, was years ago, and it was with the Fame Fitness events. And it was a real cool experience for me. I love weight training, and for me, I'm very competitive, so the competitive edge um, really motivated me. And um, when I did that first show, it was really cool because um, I signed with Fame Talent Management, and they also got me a job with um, American Curves Magazine. So that was really cool. I was published within the next couple months, and then from there, like things kind of took off on that side. Do you still have a regular workout routine that you stick to? Yes, I, I mostly do weight training. I don't love cardio that much, although I do do it, but um, I'm mostly in the weight room, so... Now, I've seen some photos of you lifting some fairly heavy weights, uh, I mean, for a woman. Yeah. Um, were those just for the photos, or um, do you actually work out with fairly heavy weights? No, I always go as heavy as I can without mm. injuring myself, and I progressively work up to as much as I can. So the most I was squatting was 220, and then I was deadlifting 200. Mm. Um, so uh, I'll just up the weight every other week, every week, every other week, or whatever, and try to hit my goals. Okay. How much do you bench press? Um, I don't, not that much. Probably 100 pounds. Okay. Um, now, you did a shoot last year uh, for Tease and Bikini at the Playboy Mansion, where I saw photos of you with the other ladies uh, along with Hugh Hefner. So, yeah. what was that like? That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I was contacted by Tease and Bikini. Uh, again, through my my fitness modeling stuff, and uh, they flew me out to Beverly Hills. We stayed in this beautiful mansion in the hills, um, and then we went to the Playboy event. We were the painted models and um, the models there, so it was really cool. It was Jenny McCarthy's Leather Meets Lace party, so I got to meet Hef and hang out with him, 
and I met Gene Simmons and um, a lot of really cool people. It was crazy though. I am going to say that. I made sure I didn't drink because I wanted to make sure I got back. <laughs> so it was a wild time. Oh, cool. Now, have you heard the Playboy Mansion is up for sale? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, uh, I think the price tag on it is about 60 mil, which is way over the market value. Wow. Even, even with the history behind it. But there is a clause that uh, Hefner has to remain at the mansion until his death. Wow, that's crazy. Because I, I had heard that he was he was renting a room there, and it was owned by Playboy Enterprises. So I find that interesting. That so they're going to sell it and keep Hef there. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody will surely buy it. And bring well, their... I don't know. It's a pretty hefty price tag, but you never know. Yeah. They'll bring their wife, and you know, <laughs> share a room. Um, let's say let's go on to your acting here. Uh, now, your first film, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was the 2003 horror short Filthy. Yeah. And which you played a character named Pussy. Yes. P U S S E Y. And yes. she now she was the daughter of and I'm quoting here from the synopsis. A crazed incestuous family who live in a house full of stinking rotting decades old garbage. Yes, that's it. That's accurate. Okay, <laughs> what what was that like? Uh, you know, that was a lot of fun. That that movie was actually shot on film, 16 millimeter film, mm -hmm. and um, uh, we had an amazing cast and, and crew working on that. They were building custom sets, I mean, we had the effects makeup, the effects artists, it was, it was a, a high-end short film, and we, it was 30, 34 minutes in length, and it went around the festival circuit, we won 23 awards all around the country, so it, that was a pretty good start for our first, first movie. Wow. Now, what would you say you took away from making that one, experience-wise? Experience-wise, that um, solidified in me knowing that this is what I was meant to do, completely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a different world, and to me, you know, shooting movies is like a, a kid being in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's the experience for me. There's a lot of hard work, long days that go into it. Um, but it's it, it's completely worth it, and the people the people are just so different than you meet in like everyday real world job scenarios. So yeah, I, yeah, I would think know. so. <laughs> yeah, and and that that's fascinating too. Every time I work on a movie set, it's like everybody becomes like this. We have this special bond and become this family. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's I really appreciate that, and that's why we continue to work together for like years to come, which is really cool. Now, um, in 2006, you starred in one which you also wrote, entitled Alarm, is that correct? Yes. Uh, I was actually at a, a model photo shoot, a model and mansion photo shoot, and I met with Playboy photographer Bo Hitchcock, um, who recently passed away, away, rest in peace to Bo. But, um, so we were talking about movies, he's like, you know, I'd like to do a little, little short. And this had, like, no budget, we just did this, and... Um, it was a really, a, a really different kind of film. It was more like a public service announcement, I think. Mm -hmm. But it, it was an intense little short, and I actually won Best Actress through the Florida Motion Picture and Television Association here in Florida called the Crystal Reel Awards. So, um, you know, I was surprised about that, and, and it was, you know, that was, that was a big accomplishment for me because I wrote the thing, so that was pretty cool. Now, is that the only one that you've written so far, or have you written others? Yeah, that that was the only one. That made me have a lot of respect for writers, especially um, somebody writing about um, very dark subject matter, because you really have to go there in your mind, of course. And um, what you think about, I feel like you kind of bring about. You know what I mean? 
So uh, to me, uh, it's kind of like when I was writing that, because it was such dark subject matter, I felt like I was, I was mad sometimes when I didn't need to be, you know, outside of it. Mm -hmm. So I really had gained a true respect for writers after doing that. Okay, now in 2011, you were in a film entitled Deadly Dares, Truth or Dare Part 4. Now, I'm a little confused here. Now, I know in the indie film industry, sometimes it could take years for a film to be released after it's uh, been shot. Now, Jessica Cameron was also in that one, correct? Yes. Now, Jessica also wrote and produced Truth or Dare, which was yes. released in 2013. Now, are these two films affiliated in any way? Yes, they're actually all remakes of the original Truth or Dare, which came out in the early 80s, and that, that right, became right. like um, an underground genre favorite, uh, which at the time I, did, I never heard of it until, I, until they talked to me about that, and I got the script, and then I looked into it and found out about Truth or Dare, which was a very, it was a cult fan favorite mm -hmm. uh, back then. So, I, you know, I hadn't even seen the completed the completed project on it. There was a couple of, I know there was a couple of remakes on it, so. Okay. What was it like to work with Jessica? Did you get a chance to uh, work closely with her? Uh, no, because I, I, I only had like a few scenes in it with the hitchhiker and, and killing some guy, so. <laughs> I see. Uh, what would you say has been the most physically challenging role you've had so far? Um, let's see. I think... You know, Filthy was actually pretty physically challenging. Um, Checkpoint would be considered more physically challenging in that I had a lot of fight scenes and we were shooting a lot in the like in complete hundred degree heat outside mm -hmm. doing our war battle scenes. But to me, that was pretty easy and a lot of fun. I know a couple people passed out that day, but um, when we were when I was shooting Filthy, you know, I had to wear these like six over six inch heels run through all this garbage, carry uh, this homemade hatchet-type weapon with, like, a, you know, a big blade on the bottom, and then I had to wear squibs and get shot. Mm -hmm. So, and they actually pointed the guns at me and shot blanks, which, of course, you've heard of Brandon Lee. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. We make sure that those things are empty, and, and everybody else wore the earplugs. So I'm running through this garbage, holding up the hatchet, and... You know, I'm looking, they want me to look directly at the gun while I'm running at them, you know, and it became automatic after the second time, once you hear that blast, I would turn my head, like, subconsciously, you know, it was just a reaction, and so I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, because it was so loud, boom, and then they're shooting at us, at me, and um, so I think that was, and then, you know, you only get one, one shot because that squib has to go off, and then they got to re-squib you, so they're like, don't put your hand in front of the the squib because you could lose your fingers so I'm like okay so I'll carry this run through the garbage with six inch heels on and then you know face the gun get shot so that was that was pretty that was pretty challenging and luckily nobody got hurt so that was pretty cool and I had to fall with that big big thing so it was it was, it was pretty intense well, but it was it was neat that's quite an experience for your first film yeah so. it was so I was prepared for anything after that um, now, you've done some nude scenes in films, uh, such as in Death on Demand and Brain Jacked, for mm -hmm. listeners who want to immediately Google those. It, now, is that something uh, you would still consider, or is that behind you now? Um, I think that there's, it's kind of behind me, 
Um, I guess it depend. It would depend on uh, what it entitled and what they were going to pay me. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I did Death on Demand, it's really funny because you know I played a porn star in that movie, mm-hmm. and I was just an actress playing that porn star. And the way I wanted to deliver it was the way porn stars talk when the when the cameras are on them. So anytime the camera was on me in Death on Demand, because you know we were you know online, you know doing this live web show, so I would you know try to get with somebody in a scene, and then I'd look at the camera and talk uh, like a porn star. So I'd act normally when I'm talking to the people in the haunted house and then look at the camera. So it was real funny because everybody who had, uh, all the critics who had written about the movie said, I think that's a real porn star. And I was like, darn, well, I guess I sold it, huh? Yeah, take it as a compliment. Yeah, (laughs) but then I'm on all these porn sites, (laughs) I mean, all over the place, and they use my name. And I, you know, I'm not really on them. And I just, uh, and I know that was from Death on Demand because they'll show like a, a still shot yeah. of, uh, you know, me with my boobs. Or and so, like, there's just tons and tons of porn sites that are using my name. And I actually googled that the other day, and I was like, oh my goodness. So I would be very cautious about what I chose to do, yeah. you know, yeah. because now everybody thinks, oh, are you? Especially my aviation industry. I get nervous. Are they going to Google me? Because this is so highly political, so conservative. And then they're going to see, oh, yeah, that blonde that does porn. Yeah, let, okay. Let's let's use her software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> okay, let's, so uh, moving on here. Uh, you're a favorite of director Thomas J. Churchill. Have you been in a few of his films? And I know you're proud to be in the upcoming film Checkpoint, which you've uh, mentioned previously, and yeah. right, rightfully so. Now, it deals with uh, domestic terrorism, which is an issue that our country is faced with today. And it's due out, I believe, what is it, Memorial Day weekend? Yes. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Yes. That, um, oh, man, that's going to be a great movie. Whether I was in it or not, whether Tom wrote it or not, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. Great story, great script. And it was interesting because we didn't, we, at the time, you know, that he wrote it domestic terrorism like wasn't in the forefront as it became after we started shooting that movie Mm -hmm. so it was really interesting how that came about and then it became even more so special that we were doing this you know um but the story in itself is you know it's it's a war story about heroism and you know what would you do type of thing and who can you trust and um, I was lucky enough to be able to play an insurgent. So I'm a villain in the movie. And um, that, to me, I'm going to be so hated. My character is going to be hated in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it was actually a lot of fun to play. <laughs> okay. Another of Thomas's films you're in that was recently announced is a little lighter. Maryland Zombie Hunter, which stars Sarah French. Yes. Okay. Can you yes. tell me about your role in that one? Um, we, I don't know exactly what role I'll be playing in that one yet. It was just very recent that you were cast, wasn't it? Yes, yes. We've been talking about that, and, um, uh, I do have the script, so I'm excited to read the script. Um, but I know that anything Tom does, this guy, I mean, I know him so well because we Mm -hmm. talk every day, and he always calls me with all these ideas, and it's like, oh my God, my head's spinning. Yes, all right, do it. (laughs) So... Um, he's a he's a great writer, so I know whatever he's going to put out there, it's it's going to kick ass. Okay, and I know he also feels very highly of you. 
Yeah, and I, I really appreciate that because, you know, I often did get, like, typecast for just the... Uh, the sexy parts or you know the um you know nothing with uh much substance we'll just mm -hmm. say that and i like that tom completely sees me in a different light as what he knows what i can truly bring to the table and he saw that when we did um emerging past okay, uh, sure. so another um of his recent projects is entitled beautiful nightmare as a matter of fact that's just been announced yeah uh, i know Another lady I did an interview with, Vida Grafari, yes. is also slated to be in that one. Yes. Uh, can you give me any info on that one or your character at this point? Um, yeah, that one, um, that's a movie that really uh, messes with the mind. Um, that is a very cool story. I know it deals with alcoholism a bit and death. So it's a really um, intense story, and I, I, I could say it's comparable to The Shining. So, and I know I'll have one of the lead roles in that one, so I, I'm excited about that. Now, you're also uh, part of the Florida-based TV show Born to Ride. Do you still work with them? Yeah, oh, yes. We're, we're actually, um, the owner of Born to Ride TV is Ronnie Galletti. And his wife Debbie, and um, we've been, you know, he, they've been on for 25 years, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a show. It airs um, locally here in Florida and throughout Florida, and they have a magazine um, that circulates all throughout the South, Georgia, Florida, and um, I think the Carolinas as well. So um, they're pretty successful marketing geniuses. These guys are great, and uh, actually. Tom, Ron, and I have got together because we are going to be doing a new movie called Nation's Fire. And that one I'm super, super stoked about. And this, this will be a biker genre film, and, uh, but it's going to be an action-packed film as well with a lot of emotion. So, yes, and uh, you're gracing the poster for that yes, one I saw. Yes, yes, we're excited about that okay. one. Now you play the title character. Yes, Gloria Nation. Now, I heard uh, in your interview with Donna that you do ride, you can ride, but you, at this point, do not own a motorcycle. No, I've been looking, though. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a bike probably within the next few months. So I'm just trying to decide what I want to get, what I want to spend, what, you know, whatever. And, and it's, da you know, it is complete, it's so dangerous. I'm tired of seeing, you know, not too long ago, I was just riding um, down a street by my house and I had to slam on my brakes because there was a guy laying in the middle of my lane and it was somebody who had just been in a motorcycle accident so I know here uh, there's a lot of accidents especially with people all over the place on their phones and driving texting and you know not paying attention and you know I pay attention to it because I'm in the I'm in the biker community and yeah. um, it's tough when you hear about this all the time and it makes you think God you know maybe I'll get my bike in a trailer and take it somewhere and just ride off, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I myself, I've been riding for years, and I haven't had a serious accident, Knockwood. But, yeah, I've had some close calls, and sometimes people say they just didn't see you. For they some don't. reason, that a motorcycle doesn't register in their mind. Right. So go figure. And that's um, what's scary about it. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't want anything to happen. Okay. So do you have any uh, hobbies, skills, or interests that most people don't know about? Um, yeah, I love to draw. I love drawing. I'm an artiste. Um, I guess I love the arts in, in many ways, maybe. Uh, but 
I think that's about it because people know I love you know my weight training. I I love to read. I read a lot. I I'm like I have so much useless information. It's not even funny. And people just listen to me because I'm constantly and I like like you know reality books, truth books, whether it's about finance, credit, or like I'm a real book nerd. So people wouldn't know that about me. <laughs> you collect anything? Um. You know what? I like to collect, actually, I collect some autographed photos uh, when I do the conventions. You know, I go around to all my favorite horror mm -hmm. icons and, and get their autographs. I, I have a lot of fun with that. So now, I always ask that question because uh, about a year and a half ago, I interviewed a Hollywood stunt woman. And she gets set on fire, falls out of buildings, gets hit by cars. And she collects... Uh, well, she still does. She collects Pez dispensers. And that was something, yeah, you know, the little candies, the, the dispensers. And I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. That's something nobody knew about her. No, that's, that is. That's really cool. So, yeah, I always make sure to ask that question. So are you going to be appearing at any events in the near future where fans can meet you? Um, yes, we'll be at in Atlanta um, for an upcoming Born to Ride event, April 22nd. Um, it's Angel City, it's called. So um, that's that's my next event. We'll be promoting Nation's Fire and Checkpoint, and that's with Born to Ride TV. Okay, will that be at a convention center or? Uh... Oh no! It'll it'll probably be um, like a big like bike rally mm -hmm. type thing. We have all the vendors set up outside, and it's actually called Angel City, I believe. Okay. Do you think at that point you'll be riding there? Um, probably not because it's all the way in Atlanta. Maybe I'll bring the trailer. With my little diamond license plate, <laughs> put my bike on the trailer and take it out there. Okay. Uh, with that, I'll thank you again for joining me, Krista. It's been a real pleasure. In closing, do you have any shout-outs to anyone? Um, yes, I want to say hello to my boys, my two sons, and to Thomas Churchill and Joe Williamson. He's the best, and um, I think that's about it. Okay, great. So on behalf of Kristen and myself, I'll say thank you to the fans, listeners, and readers of Idle Features. Besides our main site at idlefeatures.com, you can also hear Krista's interview at our podcast channel, along with many more interviews of ladies just worthy of a double take. This has been Chris Charles. Mm -hmm.